Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. When I was on a public school board, one of the things that I witnessed a lot was a certain type of attitude. This attitude was a pretty disturbing one to me, and and I confronted it whenever I could. It was the attitude of teachers and administrators thinking that they know best what is in your kid's best interest. It many times went even a step further. It oftentimes went to uh, comments like, if it wasn't for those parents, we could do so much for our children in my classroom. What, what we are seeing in today's public schools is even worse than when I was involved with them. From a series of articles from the Daily Wire comes this one. The, the nation's largest Muslim advocacy group said Monday that a Maryland school system misled a federal court about its efforts to block parents from opting out their kids of lessons pushing homosexuality and transgenderism. The Council on American Islamic Relations, or CARE, uh, also obtained documents showing that a labor union representing principals harbored similar concerns. Kind of interesting, right? The the principals saying that that, uh, Montgomery County Public Schools, or MCPS, was publicly telling parents it wouldn't indoctrinate kids and then forcing principals to take the heat for doing the opposite. (laughs) No, no, parents, we're not indoctrinating your kids. But if you find out that we are, it's your principal's fault. <laughs> the dual broadsides from uh, by by Muslim group and labor unions highlight new fault lines on sexual indoctrination in minority heavy Democrat dominated school systems like MCPS, a, a large district outside Washington D.C. Hundreds of immigrants gathered to uh, you know for for protests uh, this summer to advocate for parental rights while white female Democrat activists shouted them down. MCPS claimed it prohibited opt-outs because so many parents wanted to opt out that it was causing a disruption. But it also said in response to a, a public records request that it had no data on the number of people who wanted to opt out. And a care official said in a deposition that a school official said repeatedly that it was actually because of advocacy from a few LGBT activists. Quote, contrary to its claims, MCPS has indeed instructed pre-kindergarten through 12, that's 12th grade, English teachers to teach uh, detailed concepts that would normally arise in sex education courses and then scold, debate, or silence only children who express traditional or religious views 
about the, those topics. And that is wrong. So is MCPS decision to mislead the public and a federal court about why it canceled the opt-out option earlier this year. CARE National Deputy Director Edward um, uh, um, Mitchell said in a statement that uh, emails show that district's uh, principals union wrote in November of uh, uh, 2022 that principals were angry that the school district was publicly telling parents that it wouldn't indoctrinate their children, then leaving principals to take the fire when they were ordered to do it anyway. MCPS said that it was simply using LBTQ books as examples of literature to study English. (laughs) Did you hear that? But internal documents contradict the overreaching messaging and seems to support the explicit teaching of gender and sexual identity, the union wrote. MCPS documents erase parents altogether and refer only to caregivers. A document called Responding to Caregivers Community Questions instructs teachers how to dismiss concerns from parents. Get some of these. In response to the the complaint that, quote, Ideas about gender diversity go against the values we are instilling in my child at home. Are you trying to teach my child to reject these values? When, when some parent or whatever comes up with that question, they should say that children are increasingly identifying as LGBTQ plus themselves, even in elementary school. In response to can I keep my child home when students are learning about LGBTQ plus topics? It gives a long speech about equity before giving a no dressed up as a yes. <laughs> this is what it says. Parents always have the choice to keep their students home while using these texts. However, it will not be an excused absence Parents who keep their children out of school for extended, unexcused absences can be charged with promoting truancy. How about in response to, are these books appropriate? What, what place do they have in the classroom? It claims that they are simply examples of literature being studied in English, as well as being used for social emotional learning. Another MCPS document tells teachers how to respond to students, saying if a student says that a boy can't be a girl, the teacher should tell the child that that comment is hurtful and that was and, and that they were wrong in thinking that. The principals union says staff was being forced to make a shaming comment to a child. You're supposed to shame the child and state as a fact something that is not necessarily a fact. So, you know, you can just say, hey, this is a fact, even though you know it's not. The union said that the answer teachers um, were, were instructed to give to a student who says being gay is against their religion is dismissive of religious beliefs. It said that principals were being asked to push books about transgenderism to young elementary school students before they even take sex ed in fifth grade. MCPS wanted preschoolers to read a book about a drag queen called 
pride puppy. Have first graders read a uh, difficult and unengaging book called Intersection Allies and have second graders read a book called My Rainbow about an autistic girl who comes to understand she identifies transgender. Uh, Yeah, that's second graders. Fourth graders are asked to read Love Violet about a young school-age girl who falls in love with another girl in her class. Quote, it is problematic to portray elementary school children falling in love with other children, regardless of sexual preference, the principal's union wrote. It also referred a a critical race theory-based document that uh, encouraged students to judge a work of literature, not on the quality or, or what it's about, that type of thing, but based on the race of the person who wrote it. This criterion is exclusionary, the principals wrote. It said that the documents contradicted MCPS's claims that they were reading such books merely as examples of literature, rather than pushing the content, when it said it hoped the the books would lead to curious exploration. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. MCPS has stated publicly that there is no option to opt out with the rationale that MCPS is simply providing books about inclusion of LGBTQ plus characters and inclusivity. Yes, it's just a coincidence that all these books are about the same topic, sex for kids, right? Do you see the the attitude here that, that they are your kids' parents? They know better than you. Here's another example coming directly from the teachers union. America's largest teachers union coached teachers on how to expose students, probably a bad word, right? To gender identity in the curriculum, according to a new report. The American Federation of Teachers or AFT coached its members on how to inject gender identity politics into classroom teaching. And this is, uh, this is what a report published Wednesday by the Conservative Defense of Freedom Institute said. The report described the ATF's Together Educating America's Children, or TEACH, conference in July, that two of the sessions at the conference were titled Affirming LGBTQIA Plus Identities in and Out of the Classroom, and the TGNCNB, or Transgender Nonconforming Binary, Inclusive school and classroom. That, that's the other one that, it, that, uh, that they were teaching there. Uh, quote, both sessions, dis- uh, descriptions offered attendees ideas and action items to take back to their schools. This is what the, the report reads. The union's mission is clear. Train teachers to affirm every gender identity that, that conflicts with a student's sex, ignore basic biological facts, hide the training from parents, and shape school policy to force others to do the same. The AFT, along with the nation's second largest union, the National Education Association, or NEA, uh, are both wholly committed to pushing radical gender ideology in schools, is what the report said. Together, the two largest teachers union represents nearly 5 million public school teachers across the country. Just before the union's July conference, the ATF also adopted an LGBT 
resolution that promotes inclusive policies on trans identifying students sharing bathrooms and locker rooms with the opposite sex. The ATF's resolution also commits the union to working with LGBT activist groups, one of which has a model policy ad, uh, advising school districts to use a student's new pronouns without notifying the parents. Both unions have vehemently opposed legislation meant to protect students from sexually graphic content and gender ideology. They don't, they don't care. Uh, in fact, they want to push porn onto kids. The NEA also issued guidance last month on how to place inclusive symbols in classrooms and encourage teachers to buck policies banning pride flags and Black Lives Matter symbols. The unions see the parental rights movement as an existential threat to their power over public education. Well, they probably should. And this, according to the Defense of Freedom Institute report, quote, the average rank and file teacher got into that field because they care about learning and they, they care about students, uh, is, is said one of the report's authors. And it is not lost on them that teachers unions are actively working against those goals. The teachers unions are very clearly on the wrong side of not just what's good for the students and families, but what's good for their own membership, she said. You know, I often felt like I was very much in the minority when I considered what was best for the children when I was on the school board and making decisions. But there are those that are battling for the kids, even as roadblocks are thrown in the way. A New Jersey state judge last week blocked three school districts from enforcing a policy requiring schools to notify parents if their child changes their gender identity. On Friday, Judge David Bauman issued a preliminary injunction against the new gender transition policy uh, re recently adopted by the Manalapan English Town, Marlborough, and Middletown school districts. Quote, the state has demonstrated a reasonable uh, probably, uh, probability of success on its claim that the amended policies, if implemented, will have a di disparate impact on transgender, gender nonconforming, and non-binary youth. This is what the judge wrote and why he's stopping these things from taking place. All three New Jersey school districts approved the new gender transition policy on the same day, June 20th. The policy requires schools to tell parents if their children request to change their gender identity, including their pronouns or name, or if they request to, to use the bathrooms or play on sports teams of the opposite sex. All three policies make an exception for situations where there is reason to believe notifying parents could put the, the students in harm's way. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing that, that they would actually have to put a policy like that in place, but they do ha they have to today. The three New Jersey school districts have been at the center of a push by local parents for more transparency from schools about their children. Quote, I do not, will not, ever co-parent with the government. This is what one mom of three said in Middleton, uh, who, who spoke at a heated June 20th school board meeting on the policy and told the New York Post. The judge's decision Friday sides with New Jersey Attorney General Matthew 
uh, Plantkin, uh, who sued the three districts over the policy in June, uh, uh, accusing them of violating a state discrimination law and putting trans identity students at risk. Listen to what he says here. Quote, outing these students against their will poses serious mental health risks, threatens physical harm to students, including risks increasing uh, increased su- uh, suicides, decreases the likelihood students will seek support, and shirks the district's obligation to create a safe and supportive learning environment for all. This is what the Marlboro lawsuit stated. And, and what I state is, prove it, because none of that is true. So prove it. Critics have cautioned against exaggerating any perceived link between suicide and not affirming trans identity children, especially since children with with gender dysphoria often present present, uh, with comorbidities like depression and anxiety. The Marlboro um, School Board's attorney, Mark Zittmer, uh, slammed the ruling, saying that in the meantime, the school district is now severely constrained in its ability to notify parents about important issues involving their minor children, which is concerning on many levels, Yeah, you think? But here in this state that where this podcast originates, the state of Washington, it's even worse. Washington Democratic Governor Jay Inslee was sued Wednesday by a nonprofit legal group seeking to stop the enforcement of a law allowing the state to hide child um, sex change surgeries from parents. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, American First Legal, led by former Trump advisor uh, Stephen Miller, filed a lawsuit over Senate Bill 5599, which was recently signed into law by Inslee. The bill was pushed by leftist lawmakers as protection of trans-identifying youth and allows host homes, as they put it, to keep parents in the dark about their child's sex change procedure. According to the American First Legal, the legislation creates a dangerous incentive for minors who disagree with their parents on gender-affirming care to run away to a shelter or host home. Quote, no state action more um, frighteningly illustrates the threat to our children than this law, Miller said. This sick authoritarian law essentially allows the state to kidnap children from their parents and hide their whereabouts to to surgically and chemically mutilate them and to formally deprive their parents of any legal ability to stop the medical disfigurement of their sons and daughters by gender extremists targeting their children. You know, you can't have said it any better. That's exactly what's happening. Under the new law, shelters or host homes are not required to notify parents uh, that a runaway child, if... Uh, if the child claims to be fleeing parents who do not approve of a sex change procedure or an abortion. Instead of reporting the runaway child to the parents, the host home is required to notify the Washington Department of Children, Youth, and Families. See, they think they're the parents. The legislation also adds abortion, as I said, as a compelling reason for licensed shelters and host homes not to notify parents if a runaway child is seeking such a procedure. Every child, including our trans youth, deserves to be safe at home. In a perfect world, this is the case. But unfortunately, 
That's not the reality. This is what the bill's sponsor said in a press release. He said, this legislation affirms our commitment to ensuring children have a safe and stable place to go when they are not welcome at home. Hmm. When he signed the bill, Governor Jay Inslee said that the law is a compassionate, developmentally appropriate and reasoned approach to support these youth as they access gender-affirming treatment and reproductive health care services, or in other words, abortion. You see, these liberal Democrats, they don't see any problem with them kidnapping your kids when, when they are just simply the most vulnerable. But they do see you as the problem. They are the best parents to your kids. Not you. They are the best parents to your kids. But there are battles being won, and really on both sides. A Georgia teacher has been fired for reading a book about gender identity to her fifth grade class earlier this year. The Cobb County School Board in Atlanta, uh, it's in the Atlanta area, voted four to three on Thursday to fire teacher Katie Rinderl from from Due West Elementary School. The vote was split down party lines with the board's four Republicans voting in favor of firing and the three Democrats members voting against. The teacher's firing was effective immediately. And the issue with uh, Rinderall began in March when parents complained about Rinderall reading a, a picture book called My Shadow is Purple to her fifth grade class. The firing, uh, in firing Rinderall, the school board overrode the recommendation of a panel of three retired educators, of course, which found that Rinderall had violated district policies, but should not be fired. <laughs> However, Superintendent Chris Ragsdale uh, had uh, recommended firing her. And quoting uh, him here, it says, the district is pleased that this difficult issue is concluded. We are very serious about keeping our classrooms focused on teaching, learning, and opportunities for success for students. The board's decision is uh, reflective of that mission. Uh, This is what the Cobb County School District said in a press press release after the vote. Uh, School District lawyer Sherry Culver said that it was inappropriate to discuss the topic of gender identity with with, uh, students. And the Cobb County School District is very serious about the classroom being a neutral place for students to learn. She also added that one-sided instruction on political, religious, or social beliefs does not belong in our classrooms. Boy, you couldn't agree with her more on this, could you? But Rinderall was represented by, yes, you guessed it, Southern Poverty Law Center. (laughs) Shocker. And released a statement on the situation after the board's decision saying that she is disappointed, of course, in the district's decision to fire her for reading an inclusive and affirming book. (laughs) Yeah, that's all she did. The district is sending a harmful message that not all children are worthy of affirmation in being their unapologetic and authentic selves. <laughs> this decision, based on an uh, intellectually vague uh, policy, will result in more teachers self-censoring in fear of not knowing where the invisible line will be drawn. Censorship perpetuates harm and students deserve better, is what the teacher said. <laughs> Rinderall, who has been a teacher for a decade, will be able to appear appeal her firing to 
the state education board and also in, in court if she decides to do so. And her attorney said that she's definitely considering her options. Now, Linda Rawl, um may be the first teacher in Georgia to be fired under a new state law limiting what material teachers can expose children in the classroom to. Uh, the new law gives parents the right to, quote, direct the upbringing and the moral or religious training of their children, unquote, and gives them access to curriculum materials. I mean, how, how do you how do you argue with that? Uh, quote, it ensures that all of our state and nation's history is taught accurately because here in Georgia, our classrooms will not be pawns to those who indoctrinate our kids with their partisan agendas. This is a quote directly from the governor, uh, Brian Kemp, uh, Kemp, that he he said last year when he signed the bill. Um, so are, are you are you seeing how these liberals think? I mean, but but it's it's not just teachers in the classroom, unfortunately. A woman who was sexually assaulted in school as a te- teenager says the founder of a prominent social emotional learning nonprofit that receives funding from California public schools pressured her to drop charges against the teacher who attacked her because his arrest could contribute to the over incarceration of black men. Wow. Jennifer Freed, she's a psychologist, an astrologist, shocker, and a sex guru who runs the social emotional learning, that's CEL, nonprofit, and AHA, or AHA, uh, in Santa Barbara, conducts talk circles with high school students with the goal of reducing emotional physical violence in schools by building healthy campus climates, as according to its website. But a woman who participated in those talk circles as a high school student says Freed pressed her to let a teacher who tormented her with sexual advances off the hook. The woman who the Daily Wire and us will uh, will refer to only as Maria because she was the victim of an assault as a minor, says Freed delivered a lecture to her about how her accusations against the uh, teacher would contribute to the mass incarceration of black men in America. Freed suggested that, according to Maria, that she considered a restorative approach instead of going to the authorities. Yeah, let's not tell the authorities. We're just going to restore him. After the teacher grabbed her buttocks and nibbled on her ear when she was 17. Quote, I was very scared of Jennifer because she's very persistent in getting what she wants. She said, I I will feel better if I talk to him and do a restorative approach instead of going to the authorities. I think it's really inappropriate for a licensed psychologist to say that to a victim in a week, uh, uh, to the victim a week after they had been assaulted by somebody in authority. That's really harm. That, that has really harmed me. This is what she said. Freed's group, AHA, Santa Barbara, has gained national prominence for its work to advance sell a school curriculum that has been embraced by the left in recent years. Freed's organization has been vetted um, by celebrities um, such as Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, shocker, who visited the organization in May to herald its uh, purported mental health benefits to youth. 
But the actions of Freed could fuel critics to say Sell prioritizes leftist policies over children's emotional well-being, you think? <laughs> Maria did not um, take Freed's advice. Her accusations against the teacher, a black nationalist and socialist, um, his, his last name is Harmshus, uh, led to a, a criminal conviction for battery in, in uh, 2017. Uh, Madaf Harshis, um, uh, he, he was fired uh, from the school um, in uh, 2020 and, uh, and a nearly $1 million settlement with the school district just months ago in a lawsuit that, that faulted the district for keeping harmless on staff despite years of sexually inappropriate behavior. Uh, Freed told Maria, oh, you know that the rates of black men being incarcerated are, knowing you, I know you just want to do a connection circle instead of pressing charges. And I'd facilitate that, Freed continued. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Maria said that besides the uh, harmless incident, Freed used the talk circles to push her uh, to be more sexually active, pushing students to consider masturbation and lesbian experiences. Quote, I, al- I always push back against her when she was very sexually positive. At that time, I wasn't, she said. I felt like she was just laughing at me. It was like, you're really crossing the boundary. I was one of the only heterosexuals. And, and Jennifer would question that and say, why can't you be both? And I said, well, I'm not attracted to women. And she said, I think the world would operate better if everybody was gay. I didn't want to be uh, be pushed. I didn't want an adult to talk to me about personal, intimate things. Maria says her negative experience with Freed was impact, uh, has impacted her uh, ability to seek professional mental health. Quote, it took me a long time to disassociate psychologists with people like Jennifer, Maria said. She didn't. She did a lot of harm to me, and I can only imagine the harm she does to other children. I don't trust her. You see, these people in places of authority and power believe that they are your kids' best parents. And your kids, you know, they would be much better off if you were just out of the way. Don't buy into it and don't let them steal your children, even if it means finding a way to teach them yourselves. And you may agree with that and you may disagree with that. You may say, I, there's no way I can do that. I think you can. And, and I would love to talk to you about it if, if you're willing. And you can always do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Organized Communications.